Welcome to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Amernick, and you're listening to Technically Speaking, where we explore the latest social media applications for the modern-day workplace and take a closer look into the rising field of creative technology. With us today, we have Cynthia Sanchez, a social media creative and trainer from OhSoPinteresting.com. And she's going to be talking with us today about using Pinterest for your business. So welcome, Cynthia, and thank you for joining us. Courtney, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Great. Let's get started. Can you just tell us a bit about OhSoPinteresting.com and your background in social media? Sure. OhSoPinteresting is a site where people can come to and learn all about Pinterest. It is nonstop Pinterest there. Um, there's video tutorials and a blog and a podcast to help people figure out this one part of the complicated world of social media marketing. Um, It's geared really mainly towards businesses. Every now and then there is a little bit of a personal touch because who can jump on Pinterest and not get enticed by all those wonderful things we see. Mm -hmm. And as far as my background goes in social media, the site started just a little over a year ago, about a year and a half ago now. And it was my first jump into really the social media world. Prior to that, um, my hat hung in in actually in the medical field. Um, I'm an oncology nurse. um, And I was just enthralled by Pinterest and started using it and started writing about it. And lo and behold, this business developed around it. Um, It really isn't too far stretched. I still work with people one-on-one, really get to know them, their needs, their goals, um, and how I can really help them get and accomplish those goals. So it's just a little bit of a twist and it really goes into my creative side. I really like trying to look at problems and, and puzzles from different angles and see how we could really use things in unique ways. And that's one thing I really love about Pinterest is that it's so, I guess, malleable. You can use it in a lot of different ways. Great. So I know that you just mentioned that you were the nurse before this. So that's kind of a big, a different jump into the whole social media realm. So did you always embrace social media or is it something that you've kind of picked up within the last couple of years and starting also Pinteresting? Well, social media has been, I guess, a part of my casual life for a very long time. You know, I was a real early adopter of Facebook mm-hmm. and use that, you know, in the way people typically use Facebook for general connections, you know, really not for, you know, a business promotion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just, I just kind of, eh, you know, it was just Facebook. But when Pinterest came along, I actually kind of was hesitant to join it. It's like, I have all these other things to do. I've got a real life. I can't spend all my time on the computer. Mm-hmm. So when it came along, I, I kind of resisted a little bit. But once I got in and I saw how different it was from everything else out there, I was hooked. I mean, so hooked that I started a blog about it. And that was, you know, not something that I typically did, you know, and to dedicate all of the time and energy into into writing about it and doing all this, it, it kind of caught me by surprise. And, and then it just grew from there, just because it is so flexible. Mm-hmm. And I, could, I found I could do so many things with it. So for those people who are listening who might not be um, familiar with Pinterest at all, can you just give a brief overview of the platform? Sure. The most basic definition of Pinterest would be it's a visual bookmarking site. So you might be familiar with your, you know, your browser, whether it be, you know, Chrome or Safari or Internet Explorer, that you can bookmark sites. You can kind of, yeah, I want to save that for later and, you know, file it away somewhere within your browser. Well, on Pinterest, what you do is you take an image to represent 
that page that you were on online, that URL, that site, that blog post, and then you pin it to your account. And then you can organize your pins, you know, within different categories, which are called boards. Those pins, those images are a quick way for you to go back and reference, click on it, and it takes you back to that site you bookmarked. And kind of comparing it to other social networks, it's very open and very public, where, you know, privacy is really a big concern on Facebook just because of the type of content you share on there, you know, where you were at, where you ate, stuff about your family. Pinterest isn't used that way. And that's one of the things I really like about it. It's just sharing general knowledge information. So when people come to my site or to my page or account on Pinterest, they can see that, oh, I found a really good article about, I don't know, how to keep up with your taxes for business Mm -hmm. or something like that. And they also have an interest in it too. So then they can take that article and make a copy of it, what what is kind of a repin, that's Mm -hmm. what they call a repin, and then put it onto their account. And then all of their the people that come to their account can see it. And I didn't have to have any kind of relationship with that person. It's very open. They can see what I have. I can see what they have. There is a little bit of privacy on Pinterest where you can make three separate secret boards where you can kind of keep things hush-hush. You know, if you're planning Mm -hmm. a wedding and you don't want the wedding guests to know about it, if you're planning a vacation or a remodeling project, you know, so you can have some privacy. But overall, it's really open. It's really about sharing inspiration and the things that you found online. So with that, a lot of people use it for, like you said, planning a wedding, some vacation ideas, mostly personal use. But where do you think businesses come in? Businesses have a big place on Pinterest because if you think of all those things that I just mentioned, weddings, how much money is spent in the wedding industry? How much, how many businesses are tied to one wedding from the florist to the caterer to the, you know, the dresses down to, you know, where you're going to rent the glasses from, you know, the DJ. Mm -hmm. There's all, you know, those, those bits of businesses that are involved within that. So businesses, I think, are really finding some big success with Pinterest. We see some really big brand names investing a lot of time and effort and growing their presence on Pinterest because it is such a huge traffic generator. Just like I said, it's a visual bookmarking site. So that picture that I used from whatever site it is links back to that original source. That's the way it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be done. It can be tweaked and there's some, you know, not so nice people out there that change links sometimes. But overall, it will link back to where I got it from. So if I have an interest, let's say we're talking about weddings now, you know, a specific venue in a specific city, um, and there's a picture on their website, and I pinned that picture to my account, well, other people looking for similar type venues or decorating ideas or, you know, whatever, they will pin it, and then it'll get spread around really quickly on Pinterest, because most of the pins on Pinterest are are, are repins. 80% is the last mm-hmm. statistic I read. Um, so if that, let's say that venue goes and has a Pinterest account and puts their own pictures, you know, brings in their pictures from their site or uploads their own, then as those are shared around Pinterest, it'll take traffic back to their site and hopefully they'll get some, you know, some brides interested or, you know, other people mm-hmm. interested in, in booking their venue for an event. So with like some employers and other, you know, business owners who might be listening, can you talk a little bit about the demographics of Pinterest? Do you think it's more popular for women, age, like specific ages, that sort of thing? Sure. When Pinterest first launched, for some reason, it kind of took off different than other social networks in you know recent history because that's the only time we've had them. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, it was adopted by women in the Midwest first. Typically, uh, social networks tend to get adopted on either coast. Uh, but for some reason, m- women in the Midwest really took a liking towards Pinterest. So as it's evolved over the past couple of years, it has really become, in the United States anyway, a female-dominated used 
type of mm-hmm. service platform. Last statistic I heard, it's about 80%. Sometimes it, it goes up, sometimes it goes down, but really about 80% it is women. As far as the age ranges goes, it ranges, and, and you know, depending on whose study you read, you're, we're talking about you know early 20s to maybe early 50s or mid 20s to mid 40s. Somewhere in there is usually the statistics I read. Um, and, and that goes, it, it is reflected in what is pinned. You see a lot of stuff about family lifestyle and careers and travel and, you know, kind of in that mid, you know, life age range, you know, is really what's popular on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And what I like to remind business owners is if you had joined Facebook when it first started, all you would see is a bunch of college students wanting mm-hmm. to know what the other college students were doing, if they were dating, if they were single, what party to go to. That's what it was all about when it first launched. And even for, you know, a couple years after it launched. That's what it was all about. Um, But if, you know, a business had the foresight to start on Facebook way back when, where would they be now with that account? How could it have grown? How would they have been able to evolve with it? Um, So I I try to really dissuade, I guess, if that's a a good word or if that's even a word, uh, to, (laughs) you know, business owners to really let them hold them back. It's like, well, you know, I deal in, Footballs, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if that's that's you know not typically not a female type of product or you know football training or, or whatever. But you got to remember, it's the moms and the wives out there that do a lot of the purchasing, and it's the moms and the wives that do a lot of influencing and decision making of the purchasing. So just because it, your product or your service isn't necessarily, you know, feminine per se, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a place on Pinterest. And as I said, Pinterest is really flexible in the way it can be used. Just because you don't, you don't have to use it, I guess I should say, just for promoting your products or services. So let's say you, you're a real estate agent. Well, yeah, sure, you could post the houses that you're, you know, that you have available for sale. But what if you also put information about the local school district, stuff about the economics, stuff about the city development, future plans for commerce, you know, all that stuff that goes into really you should think about when you're purchasing a home that you have to go up and look separately and differently from other places. She could have brochures, she could have flyers, you know, but why not keep them all collected on one spot on Pinterest. And then she could Mm -hmm. say, you know, to potential clients, hey, go, or he could say, you know, check out my Pinterest account. There's a lot of stuff about the school district you're looking at, you know, studies, reports, you know, stuff about the city, you know, amenities, you know, parks and recreation, that type of stuff. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just for promoting your products and services. So like you talked a little bit um, about Facebook and just talking to different people that you work with about how it's different and how often should businesses really be posting on Pinterest? Because usually with social media, it's more of a consistency rather than volume. And Facebook's a little bit different than Twitter and so forth. So it's this the case for Pinterest with consistency versus volume, I guess. To, to somewhat of a degree, yes. Now, if you, let's say you're consistent and you pin one pin a day, mm-hmm. well, that's not a lot. It's kind of in Twitter in that way, okay. where, and really it's kind of like potato chips. If you can only eat just one, you've got some strong willpower. If you can only pin just one, you've got some strong willpower. So it, it, it would really benefit you kind of like Twitter, where you were, if you could be on there a few times within a day or a few mm-hmm. times a day within a week. And I know it sounds like it might take a lot of time, but it really doesn't need to. You don't have to have the constraints of Twitter where you have to come up with something catchy and witty to say within 140 characters. You don't have to, you know, 
just spend that time. You don't get engaged in conversations the way you do on Facebook and Twitter. Um, there is a comment. You can comment on pins, but really a direct messaging system, it, it, it really isn't there. So I know I found myself on Twitter getting, you know, in conversations back and forth and back and forth. And there goes, you know, 45 minutes of my day, which is great that mm-hmm. I got to engage with that person. But there goes 45 minutes of my day. Um, You don't necessarily see that happening on Pinterest. When people leave you comments on Pinterest on your pins, if you don't respond back to them in, you know, an hour, two hours a day, that's okay. You know, they're not, it's, it's just not expected there. That's not the way it's evolved. And if you can, and the reason I really recommend that you space out your pins is because if you have, let's say you're going to pin 10 pins today, 10 different pieces of content, whether it be your own or, you know, repinning from another source within Pinterest or outside, if I pin them all in the morning, that means only the people that, have, that happen to be on Pinterest in the morning will see that. And if I spread it out during the day, that kind of casts a broader net. If I, you know, do two in the morning, three in the afternoon and, you know, another few in the evening. So that that kind of is the reasoning behind it. So a little bit like Twitter, you know, where you should mm-hmm. space it out. So I've heard probably like a lot of people that it can sometimes be difficult to trace the source of a photo or the source of a pin and actually like, purchase that product. So how do companies make sure that their photos lead back to that appropriate source? And what are people doing wrong when that source cannot be found? Sure. Um, well, within Pinterest, there is a, a little bit of a benefit slash drawback in that you can change the link of the pin. And that, you know, is, is intended for when you upload an image from your hard drive and then you can link it to your site. But people have been using it for not so great reasons and linking it to spam sites or other mm-hmm. sites. So that that is a concern. The, the thing that I recommend is to watermark or somehow brand your image. Mm-hmm. Um, if you let's say let's go back to the football example, you you have footballs and you have a picture of you know kids playing out in the field. You know um, somewhere on that image, you should put your URL, your business name, something that links that to you. Um, now that isn't going to hundred percent guarantee that somebody isn't going to go in and crop out your watermark or whatever, but that takes extra work. And typically people who are spamming or scamming in some way don't like to do work. And I've actually heard them, you know, I've heard this awful webinar kind of seminar thing where they recommended to target unbranded or unwatermarked images. So really just kind of keep that in mind. You, so you can't necessarily guarantee that your image will link back. Now, that if you have any kind of image online, it can always be screen snapped and, you know, taken and put somewhere else. Just because it's going to Pinterest doesn't necessarily make you more vulnerable than being anywhere else, you know, online. Pinterest, I think, has just gotten a lot of attention because it is so based on images and the intent is to click and link through back. When you are pinning as a business or even if you're pinning personally to just to try to keep you know, Pinterest, a nice sandbox to play in, go ahead and give an extra click to make sure that it goes out to the source of the image. Try to, you know, be a good responsible pinner and not repin those images that don't link back to where they should to kind of stop that in its tracks. Um, I've gone as far as to look for the source of the image, and you can really do that easily on Google, where if you open up a new Google window, just, you know, where it's just that white page with a search bar, And then on the very top, click over to where it says images. And that will still leave a white page with a search bar, but it's intended to search for images. If you open up a pin in a new window, you can then click on that image and drag it over to the new window into that search box and Google will do a search for that image. A lot of times I've been able to find the original source. I will then repin from the person that I got it from. 
but then go and change the link to where it should be. So that way the, the reach, you know, she, that person, he or she knows I repinned from them, but I fixed the link and then I will give, I will comment under the pin. This image does not link to the original source. Here is the link for the original source. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like, what are some common pinning mistakes that you see from businesses? Most common is really just pinning their own website. Pretty much it's just a rehash of all the images of their website. And that really isn't, that's just saying here, it's, it's kind of like um, going to a, you know, a cocktail party and you just hand out your card and all you do is list your services. You don't engage. You're not having a conversation. You're really not there to participate. You're just there to advertise your stuff. Um, really doesn't come across very well. Um, and you might get a few people interested, but overall, you're going to be the person they're talking about, you know, not being so nice at the party. So that's one mistake. And I know one of the reasons that some businesses think that that's all they can do is because they're worried about copyright infringement. Um, and according to Pinterest Terms of Service, if you upload your or if you pin your content, if you participate in Pinterest with your own images, you are then saying it's okay for the other people within Pinterest to share your images. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, let's say, are, you know, we'll go back to the football example, you've uploaded all of your, your product things, but then there are other, let's say, sports magazines who have upla- who have pinned their own content to Pinterest. Well, then, yeah, you can go to that sports magazine's Pinterest page, repin it to yours as long as it's relevant to, you know, your service and, and your target market. So... That's that's one, one mistake that I see them making. Um, another mistake is they don't really optimize their account name or their pin descriptions or their board description to, to contain searchable keywords. Either, let's say it's Bill's, you know, footballs. Like, okay, well, I know it's Bill and his footballs, but are they online? What does he do with them? Is it repair service? Is it training? Is it a camp? What 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 is it? Um, you know, so really use the keywords because more and more I'm finding and hearing from people that they're using Pinterest as their new Google. They'll go to Pinterest first before they go to Google because they know they'll find more relevant results and different results. If you think the way about the way Google kind of categorizes and indexes their results, uh, you know, there's, a, you know, those huge algorithms and it's all based on computers and, you know, AdSense participation and who's, you know, buying ads on Google and who's going to get top ranking. And, you know, it's that big competition to get on the first page. Well, when you search for something, you typically get the same results each time. It's those people who have participated in, you know, in that way that Google functions. Um, but within Pinterest, it's always changing. And the results you're going to get are, get are going to be based on what people think are relevant to those keywords and how they've categorized it. So if I were to type in the same search term, you know, in Pinterest as I would in Google, I will get completely different results. And sometimes, you know, I don't find everything I need on Pinterest. But then that's when I go out to Google. With that being said, like in your personal experience, how does marketing on Pinterest compare to marketing on like Facebook, Twitter, or Google Plus? It's a little bit different. You know, you don't, like I said, you don't have to be quite as engaging and you really, really do need to have a good image, you know, and it doesn't necessarily need to mean that it needs to be magazine quality. And I know that holds a lot of, you know, smaller businesses back. It's like, well, I don't have these awesome images and they don't have to be, you know, ready for a gallery or anything. Good lighting, um, showing somebody using your your, your product, and, and service based businesses really, you know, tell us about your industry. Give us some insights into what we should be looking for when we're, you know, looking for an, an attorney or when we're looking for an accountant or a real estate agent. People, with the two most common or the two most popular categories on Pinterest have been DIY and food. 
And that tells me that people are going to Pinterest to figure out how to do something, to learn something, for reference, for information. And so if you could kind of be a resource of information and kind of present some content in that way, and you know, the, the easiest way to do that would be within a blog. You know, you're, you're a great fit for Pinterest. You know, where on Facebook you could ask, you know, or talk about the weather or things going on in, in, you know, in the world at that time. You don't really do that so much on, on Facebook, uh, I mean on Pinterest as you do on Facebook. Okay, great. Um, I think that's going to have to be our final question for right now because we're actually running out of time. That about wraps up this episode of Technically Speaking. Many thanks to Cynthia Sanchez from OhsoPinteresting.com. I would like to take this final moment to encourage our listeners to continue listening to LocalJobNetwork.com radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email us at lgnradio at LocalJobNetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick for LocalJobNetwork.com radio. Thank you for tuning into today's program.